0: Luke chapter 11, very familiar passage of scripture. but we've been, as you know uh, this morning, again, we're going to continue with the series Do you really care? And this is this is lesson number eight from this series and our subtopic today is going to be experiencing prayer. everybody say experiencing? experiencing. Prayer. prayer. okay Experiencing prayer. Now guys, although prayer is foundational, to the Christian faith. How many of you recognize and understand that there are many believers who are really uncomfortable praying for people? There are many believers who, if I were to call you up to pray out loud, amen, to lead the prayer service, to open the church with prayer, your heart would start doing this right here. Real fast, wouldn't it? There are many, many believers who are not comfortable praying out loud and in public. But again, remember, our series is Do You Really Care? And so as a body of believers, one of the things that we recognize is that that if we're going to show people that we really care, particularly during their times of tragedy, during their times of challenge, during their times of turmoil, then we're going to have to become comfortable praying with people. And praying for people. Can I get a witness? And so, but the, the, but the reality is that in the church today, we have many Christians who are not really comfortable with praying out loud with somebody else. Telling people you will pray for them or that they are in your thoughts and in your prayers, that's a nice gesture. And how many of y'all have ever done it before? I'm praying for you. And half of y'all, when you say that, you ain't prayed. Hello? Or or, or if you tell somebody you're in my thoughts and prayers, being in your thoughts and prayers and praying for someone specifically is not the same thing. And so what I what I what I pray that that we can learn and glean from this section of this series on do you really carry is that. We have to learn how to experience prayer and understand prayer so that we can show people that we really care by engaging, connecting with them, and praying through a situation with them. Even though the disciples, guys, spent considerable time with Jesus and were part of his inner circle, our text this morning from Luke 11 chapter shows that even they had questions about prayer. Can I get a witness? They walked with the master, guys. They were with him on his pilgrim journey. They were with him as he ministered to folks. They were with him when he laid hands on the sick and the sick recovered. They were with him when he opened the eyes of the blind, unstopped deaf ears. They were with him. They walked, they saw the miracles. They saw him raise people from the dead. Yet, they had a question about prayer and how do you pray? Look at the text here in Luke 11 chapter with me, verse number one, talking about experiencing prayer. Because guys, I'm going to tell you, this is crucially important for us as a body of believers to get on board with what prayer can do. The text says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Now, again, they've been with Jesus. Again, the text says Jesus was in a certain place praying, and when he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, "Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Verse number two, let's read together out loud and on purpose. So Jesus said, "This is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. okay? Give us each day the food we need uh, and give us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, and don't let us yield to temptation. Next verse says what? Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. Next verse says what? And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you. Next verse says what? But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless perseverance. Now, let's stop right there. Because when we go back and we read Luke and, and, and other uh, passages that deal with this, what we commonly refer to as the Lord's Prayer, and most of y'all know it, but you know it from the King James Version. It says, our Father, what? Which art in heaven. Be thy name. Thy will be on earth as it give us and forgive us and but for thine most of us have heard that from childhood on up and you can recite it, you can repeat it uh, 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 at the drop of a dime, right? But how many of you know that that was Jesus' training wheels for prayer, and that's your prayer life has to go beyond just reciting the Lord's Prayer. And many in the church can recite the Lord's Prayer but don't really know how to pray. So that's what we're going to get to today because if we're going to show people that we really care, if we're going to engage with people when they're struggling, if we're going to to go and help people, if we're going to be there to guide people along the way, prayer and our experience with prayer has to become real and relevant. Everybody say real, real. and relevant. Real. Now, now again, what, what this passage reveals to me is that these disciples were with Jesus, yet they didn't know how to pray. And what, this, what it tells me also is that, that being near Jesus or being in church is not enough for us to become comfort, comfortable and confident when it comes to praying. Can not get a witness? And 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 being near Jesus and having been saved does not mean that we're going to be in a position where we can pray with similar passion and with purpose like Jesus did. How many of you recognize that there are oftentimes the scripture says that Jesus got up early in the morning to pray? How many of you know that the scripture said that Jesus got up and went to a place of solitude to get before the Father and intercede for you and I? Right? He got up early. How many of y'all ever get up early in the morning? How many of you have problems getting up early? Let me see your hands. Come on, let me, I'm going to lay hands on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, guys, I believe that there is a, that pattern that Jesus utilized is something for us to, to take note of. Now, some of y'all are night owls. You stay up all night. All right. Uh, And and that's cool, that's got its place too, you know, because you you can stay up late than others. But I believe that early, there's something, there's a divine connection to early. Early. Come on, you old Baptist folks. One Sunday morning. All right. (laughs) Watch this, watch this now. Early, Jesus got up before the day got started. And he went to a place of solitude to pray, to get before the Father. Now here, think about this for a second. We have our, our Messiah. This is God manifest in human flesh. Jesus, amen, God in bodily form, yet in bodily form, he, he realized the need to pray to the Father. So now I ask yourself this question. Again, I go back, just like on last week, we talked about the fact that Jesus, whenever the enemy came to attack him, what did he use? He used scripture, to combat the attack of the enemy. So if Jesus needed word to deal with the devil, what about you? I told you before, some of us think we're so so deep and we're so into ourselves and into our intellect that we don't need the word to fight the enemy. Let me tell you something, if you don't have word on the inside, the devil will eat you alive. So if Jesus needed word, what about us? If Jesus needed to pray fervently and with purpose, what about you and I? I? I submit to you that he's setting the example for us, okay? Now, now guys, uh, I, I, I want to I give you a core principle because, again, each one of these lessons, we've been giving you a core principle. Our core principle for this day's lesson is this. we got to learn to pray from the heart. Everybody say pray, pray. from the heart. we got to pray from the heart. Go, go with me to Psalms, the 37th number right quick, verse number four, Psalms thirty seven. Verse number four, glory to God. A favorite passage of scripture of mine. I, I, I like this. I like all of the songs, but this, but this one in particular, it's very important. As a matter of fact, let's, let's start in verse number one. Start in verse number one. Psalms 37, verse number one. Talking about experiencing prayer. Now, I'm going to give you some things here that can help you uh, when it comes to prayer and understanding how prayer can be answered in your life. The text says, a psalm of David. Don't worry about the wicked or envy. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. All right. Next verse says this. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Verse three. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and what? Prosper. Let's read it one more time. Read it out loud and on purpose. It says what? Trust in the Lord and what? And do good, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Verse four. Let's read it. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's what desires. KJV says, "Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine what heart." Talking about praying from praying from the heart. He says, "Delight thyself in the Lord." Also, uh, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of the heart now look, look at the next verse verse 5 in that very same passage says what well, commit thy way unto the Lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass what is it it is the desires of your heart. when you delight yourself in God he'll give you the desires of your heart guess what if I'm delighting in the Lord then the desires of my heart are going to line up with what God's word says Am I right about that? If I delight in the Lord, that means that I have made a conscious decision to make the God's plan, my plan for my life. And guess what? When I'm lining up with God, when I'm lining up with his word, then then my heart is going to be in tune with his word, too. It's just like this. If you're in tune with somebody, if you lined up with somebody, you you know, that's somebody who you lined up with can tell you to do something. You'll go do it because you're in connection with them. Right. How many of you all ever done something with somebody that when you look back on it, you're like, why did I do that? And you did that because at that time you were connected to that person. Right. Let's say it was a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Any of y'all had a girlfriend or boyfriend before? Have any of y'all ever did something with a girlfriend or a boyfriend before who at that time your 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 heart was connected to them? Can I walk out here? I need to look at I look at I need to look at the white of your eyes. Have any of y'all ever been connected with somebody? Even after, a, after the relationship dissipated, you realize that that connection was not healthy for you. How many of y'all know you can be in unhealthy relationships? And be just as connected as all get out, just, just wide mind, nose wide open. but You were connected with them, and you did something in line with their will because your heart was connected to them. Now, guess what, guys? When we connect our hearts to God, God, who's the making creator of the heavens and earth, amen, will give us the desires of our hearts because our hearts are connected to his. When his will becomes our will, then our will will get done. Y'all not listen to me today. See, God is looking for a people who are willing to say, your word is the pattern for my life. He says, commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall do what? He'll bring it to pass. He'll bring the desires of your heart to pass when you commit your way unto him. Now, so, so so, again, again, when we look at this, praying from the heart, go to Psalm 62, verse number eight. Psalm 62, verse number eight. Because again, when we're praying for people, guys, we want to be in a position where our prayers have impact. I don't want to be praying and guessing whether or not I can get an answer through. I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I want to have the confident assurance that what I'm praying shall come to pass. All right, we're going to look at a couple of things real quickly. Okay, Psalms 60, what i tell you, Psalm 62, verse number eight. Let's read it out loud and on purpose. It says, well, trust in him at all times, you people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Salah. Trust in him, what, at all times, your people you people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So we got to learn to pray from the heart. Now let me get you this is not on the on on the on the PowerPoint uh slide that I'm gonna give you, but I wanna I wanna give you seven things right quick that, that are instrumental in getting prayers answered. Can I get those to you right quick? Seven things that are instrumental in getting your prayers answered. Because if I'm going to somebody to show that I care, if I'm trying to help someone through a situation, then and if I'm going to pray for them, I need to know how to pray. And I need to know how to believe God for the answer that I'm praying about. Okay? So let me give you some steps uh, to answer prayer. And this, I think I might share these with you several, several years ago. But let me, let, me, let me give it to you again. Number one, decide what you want from God. Number one, decide what you want from God. You'd be amazed at the number of people who are ambiguous when they pray. I mean, they they, they pray. It's like they're praying in parables. See, listen, you got to decide what you want from God. Go to James chapter number one right quick, verse six through eight. Decide what you want from God. This scripture here we're going to see in James shows us the importance of being decisive when we pray. Decide what you want from God first and foremost. You remember, you remember what, uh, I think it was last week when we talked about the fact that blind Bartimaeus came to Jesus, he, sh- he he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Y'all remember that? Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me could mean a lot of different things. Right? But when, when finally... Everybody was trying to quiet and blind Bartimaeus down and said, shut up, we don't do that in church here. I mean, they, they didn't say it that way, but kind of like some people, you know, we don't shout in this church. You better be quiet. Jesus is passing by. So so, so finally, when Jesus recognized that somebody was calling and, and, and he said, bring them to me. They said, okay, come on, he, he wants you to come up there. So when he came to Jesus, guys, after having said, son of David, have mercy on me. What did Jesus do? He asked him what? He asked him what? A, a, now, he asked a question. OK, now, what did I tell you all questions are for? They're more for the person who's receiving than the one who's doing the what? Ask it. Again, do you not recognize that Jesus knew what that man needed, but he wanted him to what? To be specific. The man said, son of David, have mercy on me. He's blind." So Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? I told you that time a guy asked me that, what, what, what do you want me to do for you? I, I was shocked because I, you know, he said, what? there's a lot of stuff I may have, could have thought of, but at the time it just, it just shook me and he asked me, what do you want me to do for you? He was being specific. And Jesus was specific when Bartimaeus came to him. He said, what do you want me to do for him? He says, I want to receive my sight. Watch what the text says here. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, let's read together. It says, What? Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8, come on, out loud, no purpose. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. Verse seven and eight from the KJV says, for let not that man who wavers, who's going back and forth, who's oscillating between being with God and being with the world, let not that, let, let, let that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Verse number eight, read it. It says what? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So number one, decide what you want from God. You can't be going from you know, oscillating back and forth, you know, speak what you need. If if, if you're in need of a financial blessing, why are you praying, oh, Lord, right now, God, you know all of my needs, you know what's going on in my life, God, just bless me. Bless you how? Be specific. Decide what you want from God. Number two, write this one down. Number two, read scriptures that promise the answer that you need. Read scripture that promises the answer that you need. Everybody say, read scripture that promises the answer that I need. I like what Joshua 1 and 8 said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, observing to do according to all that is written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. God told the children of Israel, They said, he said meditate in the word day and night. What does it mean to meditate? Talk to me. What does it mean to meditate? Somebody tell me right quick. Craig, what does it mean to meditate? Focus on it. To, to concentrate deeply on it. To mat- let that fault, let that scripture marinate in your mind. Amen? That's what it means to meditate, to be totally focused on it. When I meditate on the word day and night, and I observe to do according to everything that's written therein. the Bible says, then I God to make my way prosperous and then I'll have what good success. So I got to find some scripture to meditate on, read scripture that promises the answer to what you need. Amen. Because, again, God and really, guys, in order to be in, in order to be successful in our prayer life, God's word must be a priority. Everybody say must be. And as we feed on the word of God, guys, we build it into our inner consciousness. Then in our time of need, we are prepared to bring that word up. We can use the appropriate scripture against the devil when he tries to make us doubt God and rob us of what we want. Again, remember, Jesus, every time the devil came, Jesus says what? It is written. It is written. If I don't know what's written, my prayer life is going to be minuscule. It's not going to be as effective. So number number, number two, I got to read scripture that promises the answer that I need. Number three, write turn down. Third thing, ask God for the things you want. I got to, first of all, decide what I want. Then I got to read scripture that promises the answer to what I need. But then I got to, start, I got to ask God for what I want. Go to Matthew, the seventh chapter. Seven, verse seven 3 you you'd be surprised at the number of Christians who don't really ask God for what they need. Again, we pray some gobbledygook. And you don't need to be praying gobbledygook. You need to be specific. Hello? Y'all are in school know how to pray specific, right? Lord Jesus, I need an A on this test. Lord, if I don't get an A, I'm going to flunk. God, at A, come on down. A, 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 A. Lord, I need A. Crush your corner. I need an A. You know how to get specific when you really need something, don't you? I'm being a little facetious there, but what God is saying is that you need to ask me for what you want. You say, well, that just sounds a little. Selfish, your know, God, whatever it is, your, whatever your will is. Yes, whatever his will is, because you want to pray according to his will. But God, look at what the text says here in Matthew, the seventh chapter. Y'all, we got it up on the screen. Matthew, the seventh chapter. And this is Jesus talking, right? Can I get a witness? He says this Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open. To you, verse eight says, "What for everyone who asked received. Receive. Sometimes we don't receive because we don't ask. Stuff. Do, do you not realize I, I was I was reading the book uh, dealt with how many of y'all work in sales? Any of y'all work in sales? How many of y'all have to sell something for a living? We got about one or two people. Y'all scared of sales, aren't you? Oh, commission. I need a salary. How many of y'all have been afraid of working? and get paid for what you're worth, based on what you sell. Any of y'all, any? All right, all right, come on. Let's talk, come on, let's talk. How many of y'all say, I wanna know exactly what that check's gonna be every other Friday? Yeah, come on now, can we talk? But what if I told you you had the capacity to earn $300,000 a year, versus that job where you, you know what it's gonna be, and you earn $50,000 a year. How many of y'all know that 95% of y'all here will say, I ain't stuck The $300,000 that sounds good, Pastor, but I want to know. Come on. <laughs> Dave, you, you, you you, you've been in sales. You and staff have been in sales pretty much all your life. Karen, you're, not, you're now in sales. Huh? They're not going to pay you at their real estate company because you're pretty, baby. They're going to pay you based on you selling that residence, right? Most of us are fearful that we're not going to make it. And most of us have not realized that our capacity to earn more doesn't have a cap on it. All right, that's a whole other lesson because some of y'all like, you can say what you want, Pastor. I want that 50. I want that 50. Don't tell me about 300 because I can't see it. That's the problem. And that's where we are with God. I can't see it. God just, let it be right here. Let me see. If I, if I can see it, I, I can believe it. But, but, true faith is, faith is a substance of the thing hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not seen, right? Now watch, let me get back to my point. All right, so again, watch this. So most of us will take that $50,000 instead of the capacity to earn 300000 But notice what Jesus says here. For everyone who asks does what? Receive. Receive. Sometimes we don't ask. We're not specific. Everyone who seeks does what? Find. This is the master talking. And to everyone who what? Knock. Knocks what? The door will be open unto you. It'll be open. Again, third point is Ask God for the things that you want. Ask him for the things that you want. Be specific about what it is you're coming to him about. Fourth thing, fourth thing. This is, these are just some steps and some keys to getting your prayers answered. Now, you can take it or leave it, but I'm just going by the word, the word of God says. Um, believe that you receive. All right? And that's one thing, to decide what you want from God. It's another thing to read the scriptures that promise the answer that you need. It's another thing to ask God the thing that you want specifically, you know, you can decide what you want but you got, still gotta ask him. People, I've heard people say this all, all my life. Well, your Lord knows what I need. I don't, I don't have to ask, why did he just say ask? Well, he already knows, he said ask. So what are you gonna do? You gonna believe what your grandmama said? Now, grandma may have been saved, and she's in heaven right now, but some things Grandma missed. And now you're being taught. You sitting there, you don't have because you never even asked. Some of y'all don't have stuff at home because you didn't ask. Hello. Well, I just thought you you knew what I wanted. No, I didn't know what you wanted. You didn't ask. Let me, let, Let me see the the hands of all the married couples who y'all have gotten into disagreements and arguments because you were expecting something, but you never communicated what your expectation was. Come on, raise your hands. All you young people who are not married, look at this right here so y'all can know this when y'all do get married. There are folks in here who are married who won't say what they want, won't ask what they want, but want you to know what they want before they even ask what they want. Tell me how crazy that is. Won't, won't won't say it, and then well you 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 ought to know. You've been with me for ten years. You ought to know. No, the Bible says, "Ask." Well, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna see if he gonna see. <laughs> you gonna see if he's gonna do it. I I understand you know <laughs> dwelling with him according. Not I understand learning and studying, but but you. Jesus said ask. Sometimes we do God that way. When well, the Lord knows what I need, he said ask. Did, did, that, did we just read it? All right, all right. So, so watch. watch. So the so, so fourth thing, believe that you receive. I got to move. Look, look at Mark the chapter. Y'all, y'all know this, verse 23, Mark 11, verse 23. Start at verse number 22. Mark 11, verse number 22. Come on, let's look. at this. then Jesus said to the disciples, his followers, those who were with them, walking with him. He says, have faith in God. That's what he says. Look at verse 23. Read together. It says what? Well, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Watch this. Can we read it out loud and on purpose? Come on, everybody together. It says what? Well, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, stop, stop, stop. Who is talking? Who's he talking to? His disciples, his followers. And look at what he tells them, Cassandra. He says, may, he says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt where? In your heart. I'm talking about praying from the heart. Praying from the heart. See, sometimes we're praying stuff with our mind, but we doubt doubting it in our hearts. We praying, we're saying the words with our mouth, but in our heart we don't even believe what we're saying. Why are we saying it? Then we say, we say kind of stuff like this you know, this, this from an unlearned point of view. Well, you know, I prayed it, but you know, I just don't know if it's gonna happen or not. Why don't you pray it then? Why would you sit down and pray and not believe that what you're saying is gonna to come to pass? Just shut up, just be quiet. You wasted about five minutes if you prayed that long. He says, May you be lifted up and thrown to sea and it will happen. But you must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt where. Guys, doubt can come to our heads, but just don't let it get down in your heart. Sudden fear will come to your head. But don't let it get down in your heart. Can I get a witness? It'll come to your head, but you got to capture it with the word of God and don't let it get down in your heart. And you know it's in your heart when it starts bubbling out of your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, share what the mouth speaks. We speak what's in our hearts. And so we prayed about a thing, but you over there saying, well, you know, I prayed, but you know, I hope the Lord just. Hope the Lord do it. I, I just, I just, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, you know, they said, you know, you got this, and and people that got that, you know, just, it don't look good. What'd you just pray? Yeah. Come on. You know, I, I guys, I I appreciate everything that this ministry does for us, and I appreciate all of y'all's prayer. The Bible says the effectual prayer of the righteous man avails much. And Sister Adams shared with you all on, on Wednesday, just so you can agree with her in prayer that she's been diagnosed with breast cancer. But guess what? We, we, we're not sitting in the corner wallowing. We're not sitting over there being sad and mundane. This stuff that we've been preaching, man, if, 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 we, if we can't believe it when it comes to us, we need to stop preaching. Come on now. We're standing in faith. We're believing God. We, we know that God is able to do exceeding, abundantly above all we can ask or think. God is already paving the way for us. he, he, just, he already talking faith. We, we, we've been preaching faith and talking faith. And so when stuff comes, it ain't going to throw us off the, off, off, off the train track. We're going to keep moving with Jesus. Hello? I said hello. I serve a God who's more than able. Yes, has He ever done it for you before? Has He healed your body? Has He saved your soul? Has He put money in your pocket? Come on, that's the kind of God I serve. He's able. All right, all right, all right. Now watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 24. Come on, 24. I got to move, y'all. I'm I'm getting behind. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe, now watch this. Now, don't miss this. And if you believe that you have. Now, again, come on, all my English majors. Well, maybe you didn't even major in English, but you took English. (laughs) When you put an ED on the word, that makes it what? has tense. Come on now. So what the text says here, I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you have if you believe while you praying that you have received it, it will, which is future tense, be yours. So what it says is while I'm praying, i got to believe that what I just prayed, I've already received it before I ever see it. Oh, glory to God. But now, here's where some of us gets messed up, okay? And, and, and I, I want to help you with this. Because in our prayer life, we got to get to this point to where the text says, if you believe that you've received it, not, well, it's going to come because there's a, guys, what we got to realize is there's a spiritual realm and there's a the physical earthly realm. And and, and, and we need to also realize that there, and, and hear me carefully when I say this, because I'm not talking about fake news and real news, but there is a such thing as two kinds of truth. There's a sense knowledge truth, what I can see in the natural realm, and then there's what we call revelation truth that thing that's in the spirit realm. Are y'all with me? There's the sense knowledge truth, what I can see right here, but then there's revelation truth that, that that's in comes from the spirit realm. Some people think that truth uh, pertains to things that they can see with their physical eyes only. But we cannot see the things of the spirit, guys. They are not flesh. They are not material. Everything we need is provided for us in the spirit realm. Watch this. Go to Ephesians with me right quick. Ephesians 1 and 3. Watch what Ephesians 1 and 3 says. So we got that sense not of In other words, that it, guys, it may be a fact. <laughs> Come on now. It may be a fact that your bank account shows $59 and 75 cent in there. And, and, and you got two more weeks to payday. And you got $300 worth of expenses before payday. That's that's a, that's a revealed fact in the earth realm. That's some sense, knowledge, truth. You you know you went to the bank. You didn't go to the bank. You got online banking. You pulled it up. It said $59.75. And you know there's a bill that you hold in your hand that's worth $150. And then you got another one worth uh, $100, another one worth $50. And you, you got to pay those before you get paid again. That is the truth. But Revelation truth says, my God shall supply all of my need according to, not according to what Regis Bank says, not according to what Origin Bank says, not according to what uh, 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 Community Bank says, but he shall supply all of my need according to what? His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So even though when I see the, 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 the truth that's based on sensory knowledge, I allow revelation truth to override what I see in the natural. And I start speaking what I see in the, in the spiritual to overcome what I see in the natural. Can I get it? Watch Watch what the text says here. She said, All praise to God, the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, what? With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms Because we're united with Christ. So now, if I got spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm, the key thing I got to do is get it from the heavenly realm down into what? The earthly realm, where it can do me some good while I'm here on earth. And the thing that transforms it is faith. Trusting that God's got my back. All right, now watch, I got to move y'all. All All right, so, so number four, believe that you receive, okay? And understand the difference between Sense, knowledge, truth, and revelation, truth. When sense, knowledge, truth contradicts revelation, truth, or the word of God, let's put it that way, the word of God, same thing. We got to start walking by that revelation, truth. Walk by what God says. Walk by the promise. That's why he said in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law should not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate therein day and night, observe it, to do according to all that's written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous and then you have good success. All right. So number five. Right down number five. Refuse to doubt. You got to refuse to doubt. You got to believe that what you, what God promised is available to you. Refuse to doubt. Even though doubt comes to your head, don't let it get down in your heart. And the way you keep it from getting in your heart is you got to start speaking the word on the doubt that's in your head. In other words, I got to say what revelation truth tells me rather than what sense knowledge truth tells me. Y'all with me? All right, so... Refuse your doubt number six, meditate on the promises. Meditate on the promises. Meditate constantly on the promises on which you base your answer to the prayer. That means I got to find word that connects with what I'm believing God for. Y'all got me? So meditate on the promises. And number seven, give God the praise. You got to give him the praise. Before you ever see it manifested in the earth realm, you start praising him. Because Mark 11 told us, believe that we have already seen." If I believe I've already received it, I'm happy. Come on now. How many of y'all, if you got a phone call saying that your, your uncle left, put you in his will and the attorney called you and told you that your uncle left you $500,000 and you'll be getting a cashier's check in two weeks, how many of y'all will wait to get the check before you shout? Come on now, you ain't seen the check. You've not seen the check, but you've got a word that says the check is on the way. I want to know how many of y'all, if you found out right now, will get up and start running around this church? Yeah, you get up and you, we, we couldn't even contain you. Thank you, Jesus! Glory! Voice get all high. You know I'm going to talk like this here. I got to believe that I received. All right? But the word gives me that confidence. So 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 again, that's how we, th- those are, those are key steps to answer prayer. So when I'm praying with people and I'm showing people that I really care, what are some things that what are some care considerations that we got to, uh, you know, uh, put into play when we're ministering to other people? Because first of all, I need to learn how to get prayers answered myself because I want to be able to pray with confidence when I go to. To, to minister and share with that family who's lost a loved one, or that family who's facing a health challenge, or that family that's, that's in the midst of a financial situation, or whatever it may be, uh, whatever whatever's going on, I need to know that God will answer prayer. But when I go to Him, there's some things that I got to consider. All right. Uh, so, so the first thing is, I got to start. I got to talk about prayer. Talk about. Everybody say talk about prayer. Write write that one down. Talk about prayer. Three three major points. Talk about prayer. Now, uh, I, I want to I give you a couple of scriptures here, and then I got to move quickly here, okay? Uh, talk about prayer. Look at, look, at, look at what Romans 12 and 12 says right quick. Romans chapter 12, verse number 12. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll started verse number nine. If you start at verse nine, I, I'm sorry for making y'all work like this. <laughs> verse number nine, can we read together? It says, well, don't just pretend, watch this, Don't just pretend to love others. Saints of God, look at me. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. That's what Paul, as he's writing to the saints at Rome, tells them. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. So don't don't be faking like you're loving people and you're not. Hello? Really love them, he says. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Honor each other. Don't be hating because somebody else gets blessed. Amen. Rejoice with them. Honor them. Look at the next verse. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord how? Enthusiastic. Don't come up in here serving the Lord all lazily and like you just, just barely got here and don't want to be here. It says love, serve the Lord enthusiastically and really service begins when we leave here, by the way. OK, not just in here. Look at verse 12. Right. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on what? Pray. Praying. Keep on praying. So what are some guidelines for when we are praying for people? OK, what are some guidelines here? here guidelines for when we're praying for people, because, again, the text says, don't just pretend like you care, really do care. And praying with and for people indicates that we care. Well, first thing is, indicate an interest in praying with people and ask if there are specific requests. Okay, indicate an interest in praying with people and ask if there are specific requests. You ought to say something like, how can I pray for you? You need to know how can you pray, because sometimes we assume stuff, but we we need to ask, how can I pray for you? indicate an interest in praying with people and ask, ask if there are specific requests. It goes back to what I said earlier. Be specific. And sometimes people say, I have, I, I, I know what they mean, but really, biblically and theologically, that's not a theological construct to uh, uh, y'all have heard somebody say it, uh, unspoken requests. How am I going to pray for you and I don't know what I'm praying about? People do it all the time. An unspoken request. Uh, now we gotta you gotta speak it because I gotta know what I'm praying for. I gotta be specific. So indicate an interest in praying with people and ask if there are specific requests. How can I pray for you? Second thing, do this. Ask for permission to pray for people. Okay? You know, ask for permission to pray for people because sometimes you don't know. People may not want you touching them and praying over them. May I say a quick prayer for you right now? You know, ask. Because that you may be caught up on a person who's not even a believer and don't want you to pray for them. May get offended when you pray for them. So always ask. Ask for permission to pray for people. Second thing, ask, is it okay to touch? You know, when you're praying for people, you know, don't just grab them by the head and palm them like this. <laughs> Come on, in Jesus' name, you're going down. Is it all right if we hold hands? Is it all right if I touch your shoulder? I'm just using that as a point of contact so you can release your faith. You ask. Don't assume. Okay? Ask if it's okay to touch. May I hold your hand while we pray? Ask that, okay? Because sometimes you never know. Some people, depending on what their background and what they may have been through, when you grab their hand, they may think you're being fresh. You know what being fresh means? trying to come on to them. So you, you don't really know where people have been and where their mindset is. So ask them, is it okay if we hold hands while we pray? Amen? Uh, I'm just giving you, you some food for thought, okay? Uh, second thing, I mean, not, not second thing, fourth thing, as appropriate, ask if it is okay to anoint with all. We, we are anoint with all based on what the book of James says. James, the fifth chapter, I believe it is, uh, in verse, verses uh, 13 through 14, James says, if there's anyone sick among you, among you, let them call for the elders of the church. And it says, let them anoint them with oil and pray over them. So the anointing with oil, oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit's presence. But there may be somebody who, who's unlearned about that. And then you pull out the bottle of oil and get ready to anoint them, they think you're casting a spell on them. When all you're doing is, 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 is symbolically saying that this oil, Represents the Holy Spirit's presence. And it's He that's the one gonna bring the healing. So you ask when it's appropriate, you know, especially when it comes to healing. I like I like putting oil on people because that's the Holy Spirit's presence, it's symbolic of his presence. So but but ask if it's okay if I am know you with all, okay? Amen. Next thing, wh- write this. If multiple people are involved. Or if you do anything that might be considered unconventional, give everyone an idea of what to expect. Okay? If multiple people are involved, or you intend to do anything that might be considered unconventional, give everyone an idea of what to expect. All right, let's say, for instance, you go to pray for somebody, and and you believe, uh, which I, I believe Scripture is very clear, that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and, and that's, that feeling can be evidenced by speaking other tongues. But now if you go to pray for somebody and start speaking in tongues and that person is not even familiar with tongues and what that means, you're going to scare them half to death. And you think you're being spiritual and helpful and they want to run away from you. So if you're going to do that, first of all, you want to, you want to judge and make a determination whether or not they even believe that in, 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 in that. Because some people don't believe everything the Bible teaches. But if I'm gonna pray in tongues over you, then 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 I need to I need to baby to to surmise and discern if that's okay. Or just you know just don't do some weird stuff. Okay, you're praying for people, don't, don't do some weird stuff. Don't go to jumping up and down and bucking and, and hollering. You may scare them. You praying for them now, and Father, we come. Jesus! You shocked them. Come on now, y'all, y'all. Y'all been around those kind of folks. I mean, I, you know what? Hold, hold, your meal. When you're praying for somebody, showing that you care. Okay, y'all with me? <laughs> somebody, somebody must have had that happen to them. Before. Scared the person half to death. All right. Now, now last, lastly. If people indicate they do not wish to be prayed for, honor their wishes. If they indicate that they do not wish to be prayed for, honor their wishes. Don't talk about, don't, I'm praying for you. No, 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 I'm going to cast that devil out of you right now. Don't you do that. If people indicate they do not wish to be prayed for, honor their wishes. Don't you pray for them. Because really, prayer... You know, it's about faith and believing that God will do what you're requesting him to do. So, you, you got, you, you, did y'all get all those? Okay, now, now uh, and I think we'll we'll put those out. I think on our, on our app, those sermon notes will be out there on the app. So, you, you go and put them down, okay? They, they're out there. You can go back and rehearse them. But please, when you do this, guys, be considerate of people when you're praying for them. Talk about prayer. Now, sec- second point I want to make. Y'all got those? Okay, second point I want to make. Listen and learn. Everybody say listen and learn. If you are not used to praying out loud, which some people are not, and what I'm asking you to do as a Christian now is to to try to get comfortable praying out loud. If you're not used to praying out loud, consider inviting someone more experienced to pray so you can observe. You can listen to how to pray, listen to how prayer is brought up in the conversation and make a note of what, and how that person prays. So I'm not saying that everybody's there when you go pray out loud with somebody. You may be uncomfortable right now. But again, as a born-again believer, to show that you really care, I got to get you comfortable. Okay? So consider inviting someone more experienced to pray so you can observe, listen to how prayer is brought up, and make a note of what and how that person prays. Amen? Y'all got that? I know it's a little lengthy, but... Keep your fingers to move here. (laughs) Y'all got that one? All right. Next thing. When you conclude your visit, take the opportunity to ask questions. Okay? Take the opportunity to ask questions. Why did you pray this instead of that? You know, take the opportunity to ask questions. As you observe in this person who prayed. Because remember, what we said was, if you're not used to praying out loud, invite somebody who's a little bit more experienced in prayer. And then when, when that person prays, ask questions. If you got a question about why did you pray this way rather than pray this way, why didn't you just call this out? You know, whatever. Whatever your questions are, you know, ask that person. And so whenever you conclude your visit, take the opportunity to ask questions. Uh, next thing, over time and with training, praying out loud is sure to become more natural for you. With training, we got to train people how to pray. We have a group that prays. Just about every, for the last three or four years we've been praying every Saturday morning for this ministry. Seven o'clock on Saturday mornings praying for this church. There's power in prayer, guys. But, but praying out loud should become more natural. If, if, I, if I call you from the audience to come up and pray, you don't have to worry about trying to pray like Craig Pollitt or Charles Hardeman or Cassandra uh, Frederick or, or praying like Gary Johnson. You pray according to God's will and you pray with your character, your the way you pray. But that can be intimidating, which I'll agree. But we, we, we got to get out of that state because people need prayer and we need to be able to pray for them. Uh, fourth thing under that, make scripture the basis of your prayer. Make scripture the basis of your prayer. Amen. I'm just giving you these tools and points. Make scripture the basis of your prayer. Let it be bound by scripture. Okay. Third, third third point on that be bold and persistent okay be bold and persistent Jesus devoted considerable time to prayer he devoted considerable time to prayer and the gospels indicate this that Jesus fell on his face and prayed he fell on his face and prayed his posture was I'm, I'm going before my father he fell on his face and prayed he went away and prayed. He fell on his face and prayed. He went away and prayed. He knelt down and prayed. Listen to this now. He fell on his face and prayed. He went away, got by himself and prayed. And then he knelt down and prayed. Are you listening to me? When's the last time you bowed your knee to pray? Or are you just laid up in the bed all lazy on your back and fell asleep halfway through your prayer? He know. Get, get down on your knees and pray. Lay prostrate, on, 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 on the, you can lay out flat on your stomach and pray. Get, Jesus was intentional and he devoted a considerable time to prayer. And we got to start doing that as a church, okay? So, last key points I want you to take away with this, and I'm finished. Key points start the conversation. Start the conversation. What do you mean by that process? Well, everyone has different expectations, different ideas and levels of experience when it comes to prayer. So, you know, it's, you know it's, 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 it's easy to tell folks, well, just pray about it. Well, for those who are unfamiliar with prayer, for those without fundamental prayer training, they're going to be uncertain about how to pray about it and to be earnest and effective in their prayer life. And, and and when they don't, when they're not understanding how to be earnest and effective in their prayer life, and have been trained to pray, then their prayer life tends to be ineffective. They don't see answers to their prayer. So start accomplishing by prayer. Start start connecting with people who pray on a regular basis. And you know if you do or not. Come on. We don't don't try to fool me or anybody else. Prayer is so important that every believer at EBC needs to learn how to pray out loud for people. Okay. Lastly, pray earnestly. Pray earnestly. Everybody say earnestly. Because when, when we connect with other people, we need to be intentional about hearing both spoken, hearing, hearing spoken prayer requests, okay? And be proactive about praying with and for people. Don't just say you're going to do it. Do it right then. I was talking to a brother on the phone. and He said, you know, we were just talking about something. He was talking about, you know, health issues and that type of thing. I said, man, let's pray right now. While we're on the phone, let's pray right now. I don't, want you, I don't want to wait till Sunday. I don't want to wait till Wednesday. Let's pray right now. Because we may not even make it to Sunday and Wednesday. Okay? So pray earnestly. Let me, let me give you one last scripture and I'm finished. Luke 12th chapter. Verse 11 and 12. And this is it. Start the conversation and pray earnestly. And when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. If you put in the time through training, studying, connecting with people who are experienced prayer warriors, when it's time for you to pray, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Holy Spirit will guide your prayer life. Amen? So don't be afraid. God wants to use you to show people that he really cares and you really care about them. Amen? Give the Lord a hand of praise. God bless you.